Ooh, my name is Tom Brady, and I won the same amount of NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Please not the Buccaneers again. Grassi, and today we're going to be jumping back into predictions, and this time we're going to head to the land of the reigning, defending Super Bowl champions, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout-out and thank you to some brand-new YouTube members. First, we got Jerway, we have Tommy Roan, and we have Adam Barnfather. A big shout-out and thank you to all of you. Now, I know we went on a little bit of a hiatus because Aaron Rodgers' news was breaking and things were going crazy, but we're back on the wagon now, and we're going to keep it going. In case you didn't see the other two videos, the way that I do this, instead of going through every single game, I take a look at their entire schedule, I point out where they're most likely going to lose, and then I take those like 50-50 matchups where it could go either way. I give you a ceiling for each team, then I give you an average for each team, and boom, we pick a division winner just like that. It's like math, but... No, it's, it's just math. So let's get started with the Atlanta Falcons, which is an intriguing team, to say the very least, at least on one side of the ball. This might be like the 2011 Packers, in which there's a ton of firepower on the offensive side of the ball. Oh, wait, they're not going to have Julio Jones. I take that back. Falcons fans came on this channel thinking they'd be safe. Nowhere safe for you. So yes, Julio Jones is likely not to be on the team, but still, this offense can be pretty darn good. Of course, you have Kyle Pitts, who was drafted with their first-round pick, and then, of course, you have guys like Calvin Ridley, and then it gets a little bit worse after that. But again, the offense still could be pretty good. Matt Ryan still had a great year last year. But the concerning thing for me is going to be the defensive side of the football, because there is like a barren wasteland of awfulness. And what's weird is like they do this every year. There's a couple games where that defense like looks dominant and they look incredible and are like, oh wow, like they're putting it all together. And then they get like blown out the very next week. So they're incredibly hot and cold. So taking a look at their entire schedule, I see some of their toughest games being against the Buccaneers twice, the Washington football team. The Saints could go either way. They'll probably wind up splitting with them. The Cowboys, the Patriots could be tough for them. The 49ers and the Bills. So I think the best that they could potentially do is around 11 and 6. That would be their ceiling, and I think Falcons fans would be overjoyed with that. Do I think they're going to get 11 and 6? No, I, I don't. I don't have as much faith as my own numbers. But average, it's looking around a 9 and 8 if you take some of these games like against the Saints and the Patriots uh, that you're going to wind up splitting. I, I think a 9 and 8 record is more likely. I mean, but hey, you're have more wins than losses. But then again, the fact that Julio Jones isn't going to be there is going to hurt the offense's efficiency. So, might be lower. Then heading over to the Kitty Cats, the Carolina Panthers. This is a very intriguing team. You got Sam Darnold coming in. 
you know, going to make some waves, hopefully not see any more ghosts. They have a bunch of weapons to throw the ball to. You have guys, of course, like CMC. You have DJ Moore. You got Robbie Anderson. You got that connection reestablished. This could be a sleeper team because while the Panthers, yes, didn't have a great record last year, they also held their own against teams like the Chiefs and the Packers, and both of them got really, really far. So I think that the Panthers are an underrated team. They've been investing in that defense, and they could be one of those sleepers that like sneaks into the wild card and potentially causes some chaos here. I will say, though, that they do not have the benefit of an easy schedule where I see them having some problems are against the Saints, the Cowboys, the Vikings. You have the Cardinals. You have the Washington football team, the Bills, and the Buccaneers both times. So I think at best ceiling-wise, you're looking at like a 10-7, and 7, but more likely a 9-8 and 8, just because they're going up against some quality opponents. And the average would be around a 7-10. and 10. I would like to say that Sam Darnold's going to improve and do better on that offense because he actually has an offensive line and he also has some weapons to throw to. But at the end of the day, I think the Panthers might still be about a year or so away. And we also see if Sam Darnold's the real deal. So those are some pretty big questions. Maybe the Panthers impress, but it's going to be tough with the schedule they have. Then you got the Drew Breesless New Orleans Saints, either going to be led by... Jameis Winston with LASIK eye surgery or Taysom Hill, who's going to be out there as a tight end wide receiver and a quarterback. Questions about the offense should still be pretty good. You got, of course, Kamara, you got Michael Thomas. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you don't have a lot, but like the D line's pretty good. Their run D's pretty good. But again, they also lost a bunch of people during the offseason because their cap space was hellish. So yeah, I don't know about this team. Like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I still think that core offense is going to be there. And on top of that, that defense, while, you know, not being amazing by any stretch of the imagination, I still think that they'll be competitive. And again, I think the big thing is going to be who is going to be QB because Taysom Hill showed that he could win some games, but I don't think blew anybody away. And Jameis Winston can now see through walls because of LASIK eye surgery, or at least that's what I'm told how it works. Taking a look at what I think their toughest games are going to be are against the Packers, the Washington football team, the Seahawks, both games against the Buccaneers. And on top of that, you got the good old Bills. So at best looking at their ceiling, I think they're around 11 and 16. That's the best they could possibly do. But if I'm going to take a look at some of those 50-50 games, like against the Patriots, even the Giants or the Falcons, or teams like the Cowboys and Titans, I think realistically you're looking at like a 9-8 and eight record on average. Again, similar to a lot of other teams in this division, there's a lot of question marks here. Can that offense be as potent as it was without Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees, you know, wasn't godly last year? Are they still going to be efficient and be able to move the ball? And is the defense going to be able to do just enough to stop opponents? That's really what's going to determine their record. And finally... You got the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, of course, they get one of the easiest schedules in the NFL because Tom Brady was like, hey, refs. Oh, oh I don't got to pay the refs for this? Okay. Hey, schedule maker, what's your Venmo? You want some TB12 vitamins? I got you. Yeah, so they have a pretty easy schedule. There's no games on this list that I think are like definite losses, to be completely honest with you. There's games where I think could go either way, like against the Cowboys, you have the Rams, maybe the Patriots, you have a game with the Saints, you got the Bills, the Colts, and the Washington football team. I think all of those teams could potentially give them problems. And so with that being said, like 
I think their ceiling is an undefeated regular season record, which feels gross. I don't think they'll get it, but I think that's their ceiling because they literally brought back everybody. Like, everybody. And then if I was to be a little bit more realistic and if they were to split all of these 50-50 games, you're looking at an average of about 14-3, and which is still a great record and is enough to win the division. The Buccaneers were led by a dominant defense last year, as you saw on full display during that playoff run. And I think that, you know, this year with Tom Brady coming into his second year with the team, oh God, it just, it feels so gross and I hate it, but like they could be even better. So I think the Buccaneers are really poised to make another run for it. I keep waiting for Tom Brady to decline. And while he didn't even play his best, like in games against the Packers, he threw three interceptions, but the defense was there to bail him out. So yeah, they're, they're going to be good again. So if I was to rank this right now, you have the Buccaneers followed by the Saints. Very, very close behind would be the Falcons and then would be the Panthers. Though again, I will say, the Panthers could surprise some people. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel the NFC South shaking up? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons. Go to patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, Go Pack Go!